This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Did you know that taking fewer showers and becoming vegetarian or vegan might actually help us save the earth? That and a whole bunch of more tips on this Earth Day celebration on Rolanda On Demand. It's road time. Welcome to Rolanda On Demand. I love my podcast because we not only tackle the tough issues of the day, but we deal with hot topics, celebrity interviews, and information that can help you in your business or relationships. This is Rolanda On Demand. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, gosh, there's so many other things you could be doing today, but I sure appreciate your being here on Rolanda On Demand. I'm Rolanda, and you know what? I think that I would like to use my time, this 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 uh, podcast, to talk about ways that we can actually save the earth. Now, I know that sounds really woo-woo to a lot of people, but if you think about it, this is where we live. I mean, this is where most human beings' habitat Unless you're an astronaut. But it seems to me that we ought to take these opportunities to really stop and see how we can better the life of Mother Earth. What we can do in our day-to-day lives, just the little things that might make a huge difference for our planet. Today we're going to be talking about small ways to reduce your environmental impact. Something you and the entire family can do. You can do it at the office, at your church or temple. You can do it among your friends. You can do it yourself. And you know something? We have already made a tremendous impact in some of the ways that we've made each other aware. Like those plastic bags we don't pick up and take to the grocery store anymore unless we're going to reuse them in some way. But the best thing, take a cloth bag to the grocery store instead of having all that plastic dumped into the ocean. It just upsets me so much when I see all that plastic wrapped around the the bills of ducks and swallowed up by our mighty whales because we are not being responsible for our earth and the beings upon it or in the oceans either. So I want us to just really take some time today to to say how much we appreciate uh, Mother Earth by stepping up our own uh, way of living, little things that we can do. And I'm serious. They actually say that taking fewer showers is not only good for your skin. You know, just recently there was this whole big brouhaha about these dermatologists coming out saying, we are taking way too many showers. They're saying that we should be taking showers like every other day. And even for children, the dermatologists are saying that the kids only need to be taking a bath once or twice a week. Now, I don't know if you know the little Timmies that I know, but those are some musky little kids. And I'm not so sure I agree with that, but I kind of get the idea. The dermatologists and the doctors say that we shouldn't be taking all these showers that we take. And for me, a hot bath, which is probably even worse than the shower because I'm submerging myself in hot water. They say it's damaging to our skin. And it kind of really messes up the whole balance that helps us naturally heal. 
the hot water that comes often, plus the soap and the scrubbing, well, they say we're doing a disservice to ourselves. That crack skin, ooh, I hate crack skin, and it seemed to have a lot of it, and I guess I know why now, <laughs> because I love a hot bubble bath, and I do take them often. I mean, when I take my bath, I mean, I shower in the morning, I get all invigorated, ready for the day, have my shower song and my music, and getting it on. And then when I, at the end of the day, when I want to unwind, I fill up my big bathtub jacuzzi, and I put in some, now I am nice on my skin, because I do use the baby bubble bath for babies, but I like the water hot. So I guess one good thing, but then two steps back. But it's saying that we think we're dirty. And actually, we're throwing off our whole bacterial balance by taking all of these showers. Now, that's just our bodies. But for the earth, shorter showers or fewer showers and baths is certainly going to help us have a better impact on our environment. Less is best when it comes to the use of water. No chance. And according to the dermatologist and the environmentalist, the same, being a little dirty might be good. I don't know. How do you feel about this? I quite honestly, I mean, I mean, if, if it's something so important as saving the earth, I will use my vanity and I will do what my mother often encouraged us as growing up, go and do the sign of the cross. That's what my mother would say. She goes, Go and do the sign of the cross. And that means wash your face down there and under your armpits as if you're crossing the cross and you're doing the, the, the genuflex to Jesus. <laughs> but anyway, that is uh, one way that we can save for our environment. Here's some other ways as well to help save that I found on the internet as we are celebrating Earth Day on April 22nd. But if you're listening to this podcast and April 22nd is here or hadn't gotten here or is past, it doesn't matter. Every day is Earth Day. Now, when I was teasing you at the beginning of this podcast and we were talking about, you know, taking fewer showers, I mean, who knew that taking fewer showers or uh, becoming a vegetarian or vegan was going to help save the world. But you'd be surprised how much meat is a culprit to our entire ecosystem. Now, I'm, before you start thinking it's farting cows and pigs, <laughs> I'm sure that it might have something to do with it too. Uh, many people are, are protesting, uh, you know, not only how animals are being treated as they become vegetarians and vegans, but also because of what all of this meat consumption across the world is doing to our land. I mean, just to get that slab bacon to my table next to that pancake or scrambled egg, it, you know, it's a lot going on because farmers have to raise the crops to feed the animals and that takes up a lot of land. It takes up a lot of water. And then check this out. You know, those pigs and cows and goats and ducks and chickens and all the stuff that we eat that is meat. Well, you know what? As we're fattening them up, they've got to put that waste out somewhere. Yep. Yep. In fact, you know, being from North Carolina myself, you know, we were once the tobacco state. Tobacco to North Carolina was to 
was what was what gold was to California and oil was to Texas. But then the whole anti-smoking movement came along, you know, and then, you know, a lot of people said, well, we're not going to be the bullies and make people sick, so they stopped that. And then they turned it into pig farms, and then we became the pig state. And I think this is a real shame, to tell you the honest to God truth, because North Carolina has always been known as an absolutely beautiful state. It, its mountains and shores are just in, just you just can't compare them. But this um, this whole pig situation is really messing up our soil down there, and a lot of it has to do with the pigs that are their you know their their crap is getting into the soil that is seeping into the water system, folks. That is eventually going to hurt the health. It's the smell, you know. They 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 slaughter these animals, and this blood and guts and the bad energy of that too, I guess, is seeping down into the earth that is infiltrating the water. Now you know because there was recently this government report that said that most of the time, as we are looking at places like North Carolina and Flint, Michigan, and some other industrial towns, um, where you know that these these Places are usually around poor neighborhoods, so it's affecting the health of mostly poor people. So anyway, I don't want to get off into all that because we're talking about Earth Day, but this is something to take into account. You also have to think about, you know, all the trucks and the carbon monoxide that is coming not only from our own traffic, but the traffic of us producing and moving around all of that meat. That's what some folks say, but you know that's uh, if you want to become a vegan or, or a vegetarian, that's on you. I am personally a meat eater. I'm sorry. I love bacon. I love steak, but it does make you think that you could do maybe a little less. I mean, who am I to tell anybody to be a vegan or a vegetarian? And don't be telling me. But I will admit that as we often talk about on our podcast here on Rolanda On Demand, try something new. You know, stretch out a little bit. Add a little more intention to your life. And this might be a way I think that I could do that, not just for Earth Day, but every day. I mean, being aware. Isn't that the one of the biggest things about life? It's just being aware of not only what affects our, us, you know, our own selves, but other people and our earth today that we're talking about. I think people walk around in a daze half the time. Oh, it's a nice day. Oh, it rained. Oh, you know, the flowers are coming up. Well, you know, let's pay attention to the earth and and find out what kind of impact we're having on our world and our planet that we're leaving to the next generation. Think about when you throw stuff away too, folks. You know, like I talked about, those plastic bags from the grocery store. You know, switch to a cloth bag. I just throw them in the car. I have them everywhere. My dumbest thing, though, is half the time I'll jump out the car and run into the grocery store and forget the doggone bag. So then I have to pay the 10 cents for the bag. And But then I promise myself I'll use it for something else. I'll use it the next time I go to the grocery store. So what I'm just trying to say, it's, it's not a quick fix, people. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. People throw away about 100 billion single-use plastic bags in the United States every year, according to statistics on Yahoo. And I think that, that that's something worth talking about. 
you know, another way to save, you know, they were saying like, you know, how all of us are encouraged to drink water, drink water, drink water. Well, you can also carry a little thermos of water well, around with you instead of, you know, taking that, uh, buying another plastic bottle, you know, or they're suggesting when you take your sandwich to wherever you're going, use a reusable container instead of another baggie. Or another sheet of aluminum foil every single day. You know, those things add up. And they're also talking about traffic. Sometimes, you know, we're so guilty of this in, in Los Angeles. But aren't there times that you could walk? Aren't there times that you could hop on your bike, maybe? And then you're not only helping yourself, you're helping Mother Earth, too, because you're not having such a strong impact with all that carbon monoxide and exhaust. Yes, that and so much more coming up on Roland On Demand. Yeah, they're just little things that we can do, and I think we can have this little discussion and uh, make a big difference. Tell me, what are you doing to make a big difference on the earth? Are there things that you and your family have adopted? Do you have some great tips for me? Let me know. Put me up there on Facebook. Come on to the Rolanda page, and let's talk about it, and let me have your comments. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Rolanda Watts, and that's R-O-L-O-N-D-A-W-A-T-T-S. And don't forget to visit me at Rolanda.com. I'll be right back with more tips on how to lessen the impact on our environment as we're celebrating Earth Day every day. And also as a special treat later, we're going to talk with somebody who's going to give us the history of those fantastic cherry blossoms that marvel the world every year in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. The history of the cherry blossom, that and a little bit more here on Rolanda On Demand. Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. I've heard people who say walking is the body's way of praying. It's just that involuntary thing that, that God put us together to do. You know, it's true. And the thing that athletes do when they're preparing for an event is they do sports-specific training. So if I'm going to do a cycling event, I cycle. Mm -hmm. Well, walking is our activity for our event, which is life. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. Ro, she said, I sit here and wash my dishes listening to you. Oh, that's And great. she said, you're my kitchen companion. That's what the whole thing is that you talk about and I talk about, too, is that is going for your dreams, trying something new, not being afraid to fail. We need to have passion in whatever we do. Without that passion, which is where the center of our creativity is, you're not going to have a fulfilling life. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. Be sure to follow me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Rolanda Watts, R-O-L-O-N-D-A-W-A-T-T-S. And pick up a copy of my novel, Destiny Lingers, which you'll find on Amazon, Good Interracial Love Story, Destiny Lingers, endorsed by Dr. Maya Angelou. And I may surprise you, I may be at a comedy club near you, because you know I'm out there doing stand-up comedy. So stay tuned to Rolanda.com, my website, and you can find out when my shows are coming up and if I'm coming near you. Now, let's get back to Earth Day. The 
It is Earth Day, and there's some things you can do right there in your own home to help the Earth. You know, I get really excited about Earth Day, and I know that sounds really woo but I do. I, I guess because I was like 11 years old back in 1970 when this whole thing started, and I was kind of going through my hippie phase back then, and I was very much into the Earth. And being from North Carolina, you know, we were taught to appreciate nature, the beautiful oceans that we have there and the the fact that the the farmlands and the rich soil, that's what makes us Tar Heels. And to look at the blue sky and say, hey, if God wasn't a Tar Heel, then why is the sky Carolina blue? And I climbed pine trees and went on nature hunts. And this was part of my life. I was a camper. So when Earth Day comes along, and this is a time when we say, Mother Earth, we love you. We're sorry for some of the things we've done to you, but we're going to try to be better. And it's a wonderful time for the family to get together and do some things, just little things we can do, because every day is Earth Day, and that is the truth. Um, Little things like not taking a shower for so long, or, or if you're washing clothes today, wait until you have a full load, and then put the rinse cycle on cold. Here's some other things. I was reading Red Book magazine, and they dedicated a whole page to this. And there are different things on here that the whole family can enjoy and and, um, keep in mind things that we can do to save our world. Number one, there is a book out called 1001 Ways to Save the Earth. That's a good thing to put on the coffee table. Dad, when you're about to do the lawn this summer, uh, their suggestion from Red Book is keep the grass a little longer than normal. They say that longer grass retains moisture better than short turf, so you don't have to use so much water to get rid of those brown patches when the uh, weather gets hot. It says let your lawn grow to at least an inch and a half longer than it normally would before you cut it. Also, Mom, fill the freezer up with food. They're saying that if we don't have our freezers full, we're wasting energy. And for folks like me who live by themselves... They say put in some empty boxes in there. If you can't fill up your whole freezer, put some empty boxes in there so you're not generating so much energy. Now, who thought of stuff like that? I am blowing energy at home in my freezer right now with nothing but a chicken in it. And that's, you know, that's really wasting energy. So when I go home, I'm going to try to find some empty boxes and put them in there. Here's something great for the kids to do. Butterflies and moths. Do you know that they're becoming rare because of what we're doing to the earth with pesticides? We're destroying uh, the agriculture that they depend upon. So one of the things that we can do is to redress the imbalance by planting butterfly-friendly flowering plants. You know, things like lilacs and bedelias and honeysuckles and even primrose is a nice thing to do. Little kids can get into that and see the butterflies come into the neighborhood. You just have to watch them because they'll try to put them in a jar. So you have to watch that. But if you teach them that they are helping, that you're helping them live and giving something back to Mother Earth, that might be a fun thing to do. And then here's one that I didn't even consider. The family can get together this weekend and dust off all your light bulbs. Make sure that you're getting the full benefit of the energy going into your lights by wiping dust off fixtures and bulbs every few months. So that's a good thing to do. And walk, ride your bicycle, jog, do something other than jumping in the car all the time. One of the things I'm doing is I'm doing some spring cleaning and jazzing up my house. In one of my rooms, I'm putting in what I thought were going to be hardwood floors. Well, I go shopping for wood, and what I'm learning is everybody's trying to be more eco-friendly, as they say. 
and bamboo is making a huge comeback, replacing a lot of the wooden floors because bamboo can replenish so much faster. I mean, almost 10 times faster than wood does or, or, or forests. Um, and also they're using bamboo in sheets. Did you know that the bamboo fibers are giving 100% cotton a run for its money? They are, the bamboo, they say, is three times as absorbent as cotton and wicks away that, pers- that uh, perspiration from your, from your body. And look into bamboo products because they are saying they're so versatile and can be used in anything from furniture to pillows, kitchen supplies, rugs, the whole bit. Also, when we do our trash, now I have to really remind myself of this, but I have two different bins, my recycling bin and then my just plain old trash bin. And my friends who are, you know, out here in California trying to get me very (laughs) ecologically correct are saying, why don't you start a compost pile? Now I got to look into that, but they're saying compost is what we should do with our other trash and recycle the rest. Get that trash talk out of there and do some trash thinking. (laughs) There is somebody in Washington, D.C. who is probably thrilled to hear us talk about uh, Earth Day because we know that our nation's capital every year has one huge two-week celebration that brings in millions of people from all over the world as we are celebrating the cherry blossom. And that is a wonderful gift from Mother Nature. Diane Mayhew is the uh, one of the festival uh, folks, you might say. She works with Linda Roth Associates. And Diane, thanks so much for being with us today. I, you must be exhausted. Oh, yeah. we're, we're, <laughs> we're on a, you know, we're excited still. We're still, our adrenaline is still flowing. Yes, the National Cherry Blossom Festival. Being from North Carolina, we would drive to Washington, D.C. as a kid just to gawk at the Oh, that is the most breathtaking sight. You know, this was part of, I guess you could say that our Cherry Festival, I mean, our Cherry Blossom Festival is very much a part of what is Earth Day every day. What are you trying to say to the world through this festival, other than harmony between nations? Well, I think that the Cherry Blossoms themselves are, themselves are very symbolic. They really um, symbolize the brevity of life and to appreciate things while you have it because something so beautiful doesn't always last so long so mm-hmm. these that these trees are just gorgeous i mean the way they are taken care of every single day of the year by the national park service and you know we really try to make sure that our visitors no matter how many people we bring here know that they you know to protect the resources to protect the blossoms don't pick them try not to stumble so much on their roots you know that's a little difficult when there's a lot of people there that get off the beaten path because of the the crowds Um, But I think that we just have a precious gift here, and we just greatly appreciate it. And people don't come from all over the world and try to pick those limbs. Oh, yes, they do. (laughs) But again, this year especially, there's been a major campaign just to to educate people Mm -hmm. that it's just, it's very damaging to do that. And we've done, you know, with the Park Service this year, a pretty good job of that. Yes. Um, This, how long do the cherry blossoms last? Anywhere from, you know... Seven to ten days they they bloom, but 
sometimes, depending on the weather, they'll start blooming on one day. They can go as long as two weeks, just from the beginning of the cycle to all the way to the end. And isn't that amazing how just this 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 whole or- orchard of flowers just does its thing for two weeks and millions of people from all over the world come to our nation's capital and then they go away and we just still have those wonderful memories. Um, this, this whole celebration, let's talk a little history about this because I know you have 3,000 cherry trees there. And it goes back to a gift that we got from Japan back in 1912. Tell us a bit about that history. Well, this is exciting because Mayor Ozaki, the mayor of Tokyo, gave 3,000 trees to the United States. And it was really um, led by an effort from Helen Taft, wife of President Taft at the time. It was very exciting. For the anniversary, we did a reenactment of a tree planting and we had with us the daughter of Mayor Ozaki, who actually just celebrated her 95th birthday. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, we had the daughter. We had also the granddaughter and the great-grandson, as well as the daughter of um, Helen and um, and President Taft. That is amazing. Can you imagine being a great-grandson and looking at 3,000 cherry blossom trees in the nation's capital and saying, my great-grandfather brought this legacy of harmony between two mighty nations. That's an amazing thing. It was amazing. It was very heartfelt, you know, and just to have the Taft family interact with the Ozaki family. Well, three years after 1912 and 1915, the United States government responded to Japan and gave them a gift of a tree that I know from my home state, the dogwood tree, the flowering dogwood tree. I also love the fact that as we're celebrating Earth Day and saying that every day is Earth Day and it brings out the humanity in all of us. It's looking at the cherry blossom tree without trying to steal a limb. You know, it's that kind of thing. But what was so ironic when I was doing some of the uh, research about the history of the cherry blossom and there was a wonderful gift we've gotten from Japan. Under, uh, in 1965, they say that um, there was a, a, a bad flood or, or uh, that, that got rid of a lot of uh, cherry trees in Japan. The flood destroyed them. And so what happened was that we returned the gift and took some of the clippings from the trees in Washington and sent them back to Japan so that they could replenish their supply, once again fulfilling the symbolic role of, of, of uh, the tree being an agent of friendship. That's it, right. You really know your history. Listen, girl, I'm trying to research. And I'm, you know what? Because I get excited about the things that we talk about on the show, and it inspires me to go and do more research. And we've got the Internet right now. Anybody could have gotten this information. But, but, um, but I'd like to share that kind of stuff because we look at the festival and we think about Earth Day. But those are the things that continue as we talk about paying forward. We talk about the great-grandson who comes back and sees a legacy. We talk about the relationship between Japan and America. One little tree, one little gift from Earth, Mother Nature. Look how much it has brought together. It's wonderful. Yeah. You know, the festival here is celebrated by over a million people, but it it touches one person at a time. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what Mother Earth does. That's why each of us, I, I think, and that's what Earth Day uh, organizers and those of us who believe in, in saving our Earth are saying, that one by one, each one of us can make such a huge difference. And it takes great festivals like the one that you plan every year that get us to remember that Earth Day comes in our hearts every day. 
whatever we can do, whether it's changing that washing machine or me buying a smaller car or putting down bamboo flooring. <laughs> I love all... your tips today on that. That was Wasn't really that... wonderful. Listen, I'm going to give you one other one real quick. I've got to tell you because a lot of us are painting rooms and sprucing up the kids' rooms and stuff like that. Benjamin Moore has an aura paint that is very eco-friendly. And it, let me tell you the good part about it. It is washable and you can put it on your wall without having, even having to use a primer. Wow. So this is really good stuff. It's called Benjamin Moore's Aura Paint, and it's done without all that toxic stuff. It comes in about 144 colors. But the main thing is it is going right along with your system of saying, Mother Earth, we're sorry for some of the things we've done, but we're appreciating you now. And here's my little contribution. Thank you so much, Diane, for being with us. Thank you very much, Rhonda. And in light of the wonderful Cherry Blossom Festival, we're going to go off with just a little Japanese music. Thank you, Japan. I really enjoy Japanese music. It's just so soothing. So listen, I hope you, that you will also follow me in social media at Rolanda Watts. That's R-O-L-O-N-D-A-W-A-T-T-S. Don't forget that. Oh, in the middle of Rolanda. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And you can also follow me on YouTube at the Rolanda Watts channel. And you can also enjoy a great juicy romance suspense novel. In fact, it's my first book. It's called Destiny Lingers. It's endorsed by Dr. Maya Angelou. And it's an interracial love story about a couple that got a second chance at love. The laws that tried to separate them could not separate their love. So it's a good juicy one. And it takes place on Topsail Island, North Carolina. And if you talk about saving the earth, boy, that is one of my favorite places on earth. And the beaches down there are just beautiful. And I certainly tried to capture that in the novel. It's endorsed by Dr. Maya Angelou, and I hope you'll check it out. Destiny Lingers on Amazon.com. Go on and visit Rolanda.com too, R-O-L-O-N-D-A. You can always catch up with my stand-up comedy there that may be coming to a comedy club near you very soon. Okay, have a great day, and uh, hey, keep listening. And speaking of Dr. Maya Angelou, as she would always say, I'm going to pass on to you, try to be a rainbow in somebody's cloud. Go out there and do something good. And I want to thank Wayne Lindsay for our music today, Before I Let Go. You can go check out his music at waynelindsay.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.